Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Views from Michael's Window. I'm Talia. I'm Sophie. And I'm Kelsey. And on this episode, we're talking about the Scream franchise. But just um, one, two, two and yeah. three. Part one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it that way, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, we're just going to do, like, a mini deep... I don't know how you say, like, a mini deep dive, but, like... But into the first We're going to dip movies. our toes in. <laughs> yeah. We each got assigned a movie. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, yeah, fun facts, kills. Things we like, things we don't like. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, with the Scream 6 coming out next weekend, um, or this coming weekend, I suppose, we just feel like, you know, this has been a long-awaited episode and we just love this franchise and we didn't want to do a thing like we did with the child's play where we like do all eight or so movies (laughs) in one sitting that literally killed our brains so we're just gonna do the first three and then after scream six comes out we're gonna do those four through six um and it's like gonna be hard because um we don't want to do see like we don't want to do any research now and it's hard to like you know, um, talk much about Scream 6 before it comes out because with all the, like, leaking going on, I'm just trying to stay far away from any spoilers. (laughs) So I really just am going and knowing nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So today we're just going to focus on the first three. Yeah, let's hop right in. Yeah. Okay. Take it away, Talia. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to start Scream, like the original i feel like it's a movie that like needs no introduction but like most people know the premise that it's just a bunch of high school kids <laughs> well, are getting attacked know. by ghostface and yeah i mean it literally reintroduced like yeah. or as like a top genre and like <laughs> it like did so much for like the slasher genre you know yeah cuz after um like halloween and black christmas and all like even, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, all the movies from, like, the late 70s, um, early 80s, like, the late 80s and 90s were just, like, a bunch of things trying to recreate those, and so, like, the early 90s were just, like, kind of, like, a bad time for horror, um, and while there are, like, some good ones, but, like, this did just, like, revitalize and bring back slashers. (laughs) Yeah, and Scream is just so, like, self-aware in the fact that it's like you know following the exact tropes that it should and like but it it does so in like a comedic way which I just think works so well and it makes it timeless because it like because it like makes fun of itself at times um but then it you know and it, it it just like there's such a classic horror slasher Mm-hmm. genre that needs to be fulfilled yeah and i feel like it's a movie that just brought like like meta horror <laughs> to like the forefront because like some movies did try to do that but it was the one that like did it the best and also after this other movies started to like include references to like horror mm. movies and like because in the 2000s and like 2010s like there are those references but like I feel like people wouldn't know how to do that as well yeah. without scream you know were you the one who when since you saw psycho for the first time <laughs> and i was like so like you were obviously spoiled because of like 
Billy Loomis going, we all go a little mad sometimes. Norman Bates, psycho, as you know. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah, that was you because you were like, oh. And I was like, yeah, that's like a whole like big moment, you know, like. Yeah. I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember the like gif of Norman Bates on Tumblr. So like. Right. But yeah, I thought that that was like would be a good giveaway. Um, Yeah. I mean, I like basically knew the premise of Psycho. But, um, didn't. You know, like, I did and didn't, so. Right. That was just always such yeah. an iconic part, that, like, line that Billy mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Um, but yeah, this movie is, um, fun fact, the highest <laughs> grossing slasher film of all time, if you, like, damn, um, adjust the dollars to, like, you know, now. Um, mm. but before it was adjusted, the one that beat it was Halloween 2018. <laughs> but... In adjusted dollars, Damn. it is the highest grossing. And it's so much better than Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it also, like, in theaters for, like... 31 weeks. 31 Damn. weeks. And it was it grossed, like, $100 million. Oh That's insane. Yeah. Right, I looked up, yeah, with, like, a lot of the screen movies um, were, like, in the hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. in the box office. Yeah, and I'm sure it only, like, rose after that. But um, it was also released five days before Christmas, um, which is just, like, funny, because it's, like, a little Christmas, <laughs> even though, I mean, it's not, but, yeah, um, I don't know, I can just, like, start naming some facts or, like, some, like, just interesting, like, history of the movie. Um, so, the original title of this movie was Scary Movie, mm-hmm. um, and it only got changed because... The Weinsteins, who, like, um, their production company, like, is the one who did this movie and all the screen movies, except for, like, the more recent ones. And a lot of, like, 90s horror movies, which sucks that their name is attached to all those, like, really good movies. But, um, it was, like, renamed after, like, a Michael Jackson song or something Hmm. called Scream. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Kevin Williamson, the writer of Scream, he was influenced to write this movie after hearing um, about the Gainesville Ripper, um, which is like a serial killer, and he thought about... Okay. Um, but when he like heard about this, he was in the house he was staying at, there was an open window, and he like got like inspired to write this idea of like, a girl at home alone and just like a killer comes in and like attacks her basically from that idea it's just interesting mm-hmm. i feel um, like this is like a high school like like powerpoint presentation you know what i mean like a, like a I book know. report i just have so much information no yeah that was like you know the goal. Yeah. and it's cool like knowing about like learning about like things that um you know, make the movie what it was, like, the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. how, you know, what uh, was in play. Mm-hmm. Um, just because then when you go see the movie and have this, like, knowledge about it, then I think it could really, like, boost, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, but there's obviously a lot of movies that he was inspired by to write this. Um, and I don't know, you can tell by all the references, Um and, like, the opening scene is a direct reference to When a Stranger Calls. Like, the opening mm. scene in that, which I still haven't seen. 
the original one. It, it is really similar. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty much... I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot like Black Christmas, too, mm-hmm. where it's, like, she's just alone in the house, and, like, she keeps getting calls, and, mm-hmm. like, they're talking about, you know, yeah, similar things. It's also crazy with the opening scene, because, like, can you imagine if, like, Drew Barrymore didn't, like... Mm-hmm change her mind about being Sydney. Yeah, well, I it was so crazy cuz like recently, like literally like within this year or last year, 2022, I watched Scream 1 with one of my friends who's never seen it and so she was like I've always wanted to watch it. And she had no clue what the fuck this movie was about <laughs> and we started it and she was like, "Okay, okay, whatever, you know, Drew Barrymore blah blah blah." And then Drew, you know, dies and she was like, "What?" And she was like, I thought that she was the main character. <laughs> and I was like, I was I, I was honestly like, like, I'll be gone this I, long without yeah, knowing. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, oh yeah, that's what they wanted you to think. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, how the fuck did you not know that? But I'm glad that she didn't, I guess, because then she was like, wait, where is this going? And then mm-hmm. she saw Sydney Prescott and was like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, they did their job. Neve Campbell, yeah. baby. Like, Neve Campbell, baby. Like, as much as, like, we love Drew Barrymore. I just couldn't imagine her as Sydney, you know? Like Right. It also just like yeah, it worked so well and I feel yeah. like I like I think a lot of horror movies, you know, have, you know, the the kill scenes at the beginning. Um, that's like a really common thing. But I feel like it just really like changed the mm-hmm. game. Like that one is just so intense and like and they really just led people to like Yeah. It's like a misdirect. And also because, like, she was on the posters. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Drew Barrymore is the reason why Wes Craven did this movie. Damn. Did she just, like, ask, like... Well, no, like, he... So he had, like, denied it when it was... What's the word? Like, option or whatever. But, like, when they were trying to find a director. And, like, I mentioned this before, but, like, the other people that they approached were, like, Quentin Tarantino, George A. Romero, and Sam Raimi. Um... But I could he, see Sam Raimi. I could yeah. not see Quentin Tarantino. That would be <laughs> those would be different movies be <clears throat> entirely. But um, he like didn't want to do it, and then like Drew Barrymore is like part of the reason that he did it, and also I think like he just read the script, and then yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, give us more, give us more. <laughs> I know it's interesting because like there there's a lot I feel like about this first one that like a lot of people just know based on like you know it's just been like common knowledge mm-hmm. for so long but there are you know there's always things that are like wow I would have never thought that you know mm-hmm. yeah I feel like a big thing that like I um was just so interested in when like just like doing some research was just about like the gore because um this like the script that he had um Kevin Williamson initially wrote was like very gory and then when it was being like what's the right word like sold to these direct or like option to be sold to these directors and stuff or are you talking about like the production company when it's up for grabs against like different yeah producing companies um he was like required to like cut down on the gore and just like not show a bunch Mm -hmm. um but then when Wes Craven came they were like okay we can like give you a little more because they thought he could like do it well, because obviously it's Wes Craven and Nightmare on Elm Street and just, like, mm-hmm. other stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I was, like, other stuff. But, um, yeah, um, I, blah, blah, blah. I do feel like I'm giving a presentation. <laughs> do you know how fun. much blood they use in the movie? I do. 
Damn. Was it like 30 gallons? Or 50. 50 gallons. 50, 50 gallons. gallons. And Scream 2 is 30 gallons of blood. And then Scream 3 had to be cut down a lot, which I'll get into later. Mm-hmm. And it was like Yeah, that 10 one's not gallons. that gory. Well, um, also they said that like most of the fake blood was used in like the ending sequence with like yeah. Billy and <laughs> Stu and stuff. Right. Spoilers! Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll get there. But, it's like, crazy how people still don't know who the killer is. I feel like... <laughs> If people are listening to this podcast, oh come on, there's You've gonna be many know. spoilers. We're just talking, like we're solely talking about Scream One, Two, and Three because we're getting ready for this new Scream, and so we're assuming that you know, go watch them and yeah. listen to this, or you already have watched them. And I mean, a lot of people I'm finding don't care about spoilers i do so like that's why like it when i like want to listen to like a horror podcast or something like that i always have to like you know make sure it's only things that i've Mm -hmm. like you know either they're not including it or like spoilers or you know i've seen it already Mm -hmm. but it's like just yeah i i trust your judgment audience (laughs) and if you don't want spoilers don't listen because we kind of got to talk about the killers, you know, like the ghost face yeah. and the kills and all that. Because that's like the whole movie. Yeah. But like but back, that's a lot of blood. It was probably like, it was probably corn, fake blood. like corn syrup and, and stuff ketchup. like that. Yeah. Same as they use those pigs that I carry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, that's what I don't know what that was. what they use in the movies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just back to the gore thing. Um, I, oh my god, what was that? <laughs> Um, I just thought it was interesting because they had to resubmit this movie nine times in order to get it an R rating mm. because it was going to be like NC-17 because all the like gore. What does NC-17 mean? I think it's like not, for... I don't know, but it's like higher <laughs> than R. I, my brain went not suitable for people under 17, but isn't how a rated R is. Maybe, I don't know. I have well, no idea. Rated R is 17 and up. Unless you were the parent. I thought it was 18. I don't know. I think it's 17. But it's higher than R, honestly. Uh, but, like... M for mature. <laughs> like, that... In that opening scene, like... The, um... Steve. Like, when all his guts Oh, my God. No, out, yeah. That opening like scene Like, they had to, lot. like, change that a lot. And there's, like... Um... I don't know if it's, like, an unrated edition or whatever, but, like, you... The theatrical release of it is different than, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> For sure. No, that opening scene is like just insane. I mean, and even when when she's like hanging at the end, like when her parents find her like mm-hmm. hanging in the tree, and she's like pretty disgusting. And God, that would be so fun to be like Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore, and she's like, I'm just doing this quirky little thing, <laughs> and then I'm ne- you're never gonna see me again. It's also crazy for scary movie fans because like. The opening scene in Scary Movie with Pamela Anderson is also just, like, so iconic to me. (laughs) And I know it's, like... I know those movies have problematic aspects. But, like, Scary Movie 1 literally follows Scream to a T, you know? And it's just so fun to, like... You know what I mean? If Scream was called Scary Movie, what would Scary Movie be called? (laughs) Scream? I know, right? (laughs) That'd be crazy. I love the scary movies, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. No, they're good. I mean, one through three, I feel like, are solid. But I think on the last one, like, because it's the Waynes brothers who did them all, and I think the last one, they were kicked off, and that's why that mm. one sucks, and it doesn't even have, like, Cindy or Brenda. But anyways, we're not doing the scary movie franchise. We, we should, scream. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a wild ride. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, um, I don't know, just, like, talking about, like, what I like and, like, just because we're at the opening mm-hmm. scene, um, it, I don't know, it's just done so well and it's, like, very long and just, like, drawn out and the suspense is just, like, very scary and just, like, certain lines, like, when they're obviously on the phone and he's, like, I just want to see who I'm looking, or I want to oh, know yeah. who I'm looking at or whatever, like, ugh, yeah. and just, like, when she is running from Ghostface and she's, like, trying to get her parents' attention and she's, like, ugh, Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. And the whole also, thing with the phone. Yeah, when he makes her play the game and she gets the um, Friday the 13th question wrong because mm-hmm. it's not Jason, it's, it's the mom. I can't think Jason's mom. Right. Pam? 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 Pamela? Pam Voorhees. Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I do have a boyfriend, and he's big, and he'll kick your ass. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's so good. And, like, the whole uh, Jiffy Pop, you know, mm. it's just... And I remember, like, one time I watched it, and I had not seen Scream since I was, like, a kid. And so I was like, oh, you know, like, I think it'll be kind of, like, cheesy and stupid or whatever. And I remember that whole opening scene, I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like brutal. It was freaking me out, and... I was like, this is so much more, like, heavy and, you know, because then you get, like, the parents are, like, listening to her being dragged on the phone Mm -hmm. and they don't know where she is. And, like, it's just so, it, like, has so many levels just in this first ten minutes. And so... Also, the house almost being burnt down. Right. (laughs) Just, like, a lot. Also, the, um, go to the Mackenzie's and the Mackenzie's Mm -hmm. are the neighbors in Halloween. Yeah. Um, There's just so many, like... Like, obviously, this movie's full of references, but, like, just, like, little things, too. Like, the Mackenzie's. It's just, Mm -hmm. like... And those are all things, I mean, I'm sure people know if you've seen Scream a lot or know a lot about it, but it's just fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all of the... It's, like, literally all of the Scream movies have so many references, and, like, it's, like, they don't even run out. (laughs) I think it's also just, like, nice because, like... Even though it obviously is a lot of references, it just, like, doesn't feel, like, I don't know, like, what's the word? Like, it's, it doesn't feel like they're, like, cartoon characters, like, spouting these, Brandy a little bit, but that's, like, his whole characterization, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it doesn't feel like it, like, diminishes from the movie at all, and it's just, like, done so well. Yeah, well, they all have their tropes, but, and they, like, kind of, like, they're self-aware of that, and they Mm -hmm. comment on it, but they're still, like, likable, Mm -hmm. relatable characters. Like, I mean, like, Stu is, like, the goofy boyfriend, but then it's, like, you still love him. You know, he's just, like, still so entertaining and funny, and Billy's the creepy boyfriend and the red herring, you know, and it's just, like, and then Randy's, like, you know, the, like, nerdy, goofy. It's just... And, like, Sydney's, you know, the, I don't want to say ingenue, because she's not an ingenue, but, like, you know, the kind of, like, straight man, if you will, the fight or flight, I don't know, final girl, that's well, what she is. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to say. I just also, like, all these tropes are, like, so spelled out, but also, like, there's things about them that they're also, like, going against those tropes, because, like, Sydney is the final girl, and, like... Black Christmas kind of did this, too, where, like, there's, like, this obvious view that you have of, fi- of a final girl that, like, she has to be a virgin. She has to be, like, mm-hmm. very, like, I don't know, like, doesn't have that much, like, characterization. Like, she can be, like, I feel like some final girls are just very, like, plain Jane and, like, don't have much, you know what I mean? Like, 
Does that make sense? Like, like Sydney has more character than yeah, you'd expect. Yeah, like, Sydney literally calls out what you're talking about in screen. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, like, the, the big blonde-breasted bimbo yeah. that, like, runs, runs up, the up the stairs instead of going should, out the door. Yeah, right. And it's just, like, like, while these things do happen, it's just, like, more layered. And, like, with Stu, with Stu being, like, the comic relief, he's also the killer. And it's, like... I feel like you mm-hmm. you'd like expect you like think... the comic relief to just be killed off eventually or like right. just and like, there, but and they do such a good job with Billy where it's like you know that this man has killed someone like even if he's not Ghostface he's a murderer but like they do such a good job the whole time like really shifting your attention and like you keep going back to Billy but it's not in a way where it's like oh they're giving it away mm-hmm. it's it's like just so. I don't know. It it feels genius because like even when you know he um he's like, see, I was in jail, like holding up his like <laughs> ink printed fingers, and he's like, remember, you put me there, you bitch, like you know, being an <laughs> asshole. And then she was like, who'd you call, like on your first call, like, and and so it's just like always like, you know, you don't know what's going on, and then like they're like pinning it on Randy at some point because he wants Sydney, and then it's like. You know what I mean? And honestly, I feel like it never really goes to Stu. Yeah. Like, I feel like you'd never even think that. So, yeah. I don't know. It, and, like, the part with Henry Winkler, like, putting on the ghost face mask just for shits and giggles right before he dies. It's just, like, I don't know. I feel like they do such a good job at, like, making it kind of, like, over-the-top and comedic, but you genuinely, like, don't know what could happen. I... God, what I would give to watch this movie mm-hmm. for the first time and, and not know not anything know. about it. I, I also, don't even remember my first time. Yeah, I, I neither. remember where I was. And <laughs> I was shocked. Well, I mean, I feel like when it's Billy, you're like, okay, but then when it's Stu as well, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I see where this is going, you know? I also feel like with, like, the whole, like, Billy being Ghostface, like, even though it is obvious and, like, well, not obvious. Like, even though you do suspect times, him yeah. the whole time, like, it does do a good job of making you question yourself. And, mm-hmm. like, the reveal is so good. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, Scream we just does a, a little good... mad sometimes. <laughs> Who does he shoot? Does he shoot Randy? Who does he shoot? Yeah, her he... dad? No, it's no, Randy. It's, it's Randy. Randy. Because we all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> Norman Bates, psycho. And then licks the fucking corn, star- corn syrup and ketchup. Oh, my God. Something crazy, though. Billy, or David Arquette, initially auditioned to be Billy. No. No. And then no. he was like, actually, I want to be Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. could you imagine David Arquette being Billy? I mean, I could. But I don't want to. Ski Ulrich so- is just perfect and for he, Billy. And he's Dave, such a greasy... And he's so good as Dewey. Like, they're just... Everyone in this movie is so well yeah, cast. David Arquette is just so sweet. And you just love him. He's so likable. Yeah, and he got his little chubby cheeks, and he's just you know. It's so funny when I though. Wear like this bed, <laughs> to respect me. Mom's bed. With his like ice cream cone. I, I might have made doing. a note about that because it's just like so funny. Like little dew drop. <laughs> little dew drop. Just like how the cop is smoking a cigarette and he's fucking eating, eating an ice, ice cream, cream cone. Yeah. It's just so good. And, like, him and his, like, boxers, you know, with a gun when when Ghostface calls her at their house. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I would, you know what, I feel so safe with Dewey. I feel like he would, you know. I could trust him with my life, though. 
Yeah. Um, which is, like, why? Because, like, he gets injured every single time. But <laughs> I feel like when you grow with him, like, in these movies, you just, like, he's just been through well, the... He's been up. through it. <laughs> he was initially supposed to die at the end of um, Scream, and mm-hmm. then, like, Wes Craven, like... Weren't him and, and Gail supposed to die, I think? I don't know I about read, like, both Gail. Of them. Uh, I don't oh. remember. I honestly don't remember, but I know Dewey was definitely supposed to die, and then Wes Craven was like, actually, just, like, give a little thumbs up. And then, <laughs> a final cop. Yeah, and then just to, like, show that he's coming back. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Gail. We need to talk about Gail, because we she's love Gail. the best. <laughs> Icon. Like, she... Ugh, she... I... Sorry, I just thought of something funny that I think is Kelsey has a note of for Scream 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the things. Well, Guys, no, I swear to God, that, it, it's like, the bangs are so distracting. No, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll I through. can't we'll even, I can't yeah. even think about it because now I'm already getting distracted. Like, they're horrendous. Yeah. Wait till you find out what we found out. Oh, no. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, but Gail is just such a good character. Like, I don't know, like, and just, like, throughout the movies, like, all the relationships of the remaining characters are so good. Well, I feel you know? like, yeah. Oh, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, yeah, like, she has, like, also, like, a big, like, character arc. Mm-hmm. And, like, she probably Sydney, is the biggest character arc. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Because Sydney and Dewey have arcs. But, but there's like, kind of Gail's... just start from the beginning each scream and, and kind of follow mm-hmm. the same yeah. role. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, she's such a complex character because, like, in some ways she's a protagonist because, like, she's just always combating with Sydney and, like, she's never, like, a red herring or anything for mm-hmm. Ghostface, but she's just, like, has her own like agenda like mm-hmm. in every movie putting her spy cameras in right her. right i love that and she's just like you know like Spying you just you love cameras. you love to hate her at times and yeah i feel like you she's love just, to love her right i just feel like she's just so complex like you know because she she has this like weird relationship with sydney where like she likes her and respects her obviously but like you know she cares more about mm-hmm. her journalism and her book yeah. sales and it's also just like getting the truth i feel like her characterization is just so interesting because like it does just make you think like is gail a good person like i think so but like in scream one like she is very questionable like I, she's not a bad person but like she i don't she makes some well, well <laughs> not I think, like bad for her like they're good for her but like her effect on other people is, like... Right. I think she's just very, like... She's nice and, like, she's honest with herself and she has this whole agenda. But I think, yeah, like, she has that, like, mentality where she'll, like, step on people's toes to get what mm-hmm. she wants. And in this, like, murder mystery scene, it's, like, makes her look like an absolute asshole because mm-hmm. it's it's not as, like, uh, sensitive to the victims and stuff because she just wants to... But that's, like... I mean, that's a, just a good representation of, like, you know tabloids and journalism and like paparazzi i mean she's not a paparazzi at all but like that kind of energy where she just wants to get the the best scoop and so Mm -hmm. she'll do whatever she wants even though it's like these people are dying and like losing loved ones and so it's like that's it makes it like hard for the character because it's like Mm -hmm. she means well but she's out for herself 
And that's why I think she's just so fun. Like, she's such a good character for the franchise because if it was just a group of the friends, then it'd get boring quick. Like, it'd get old quick. Mm -hmm. And there wouldn't be this kind of other... And it has to keep it meta. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she writes the book, which becomes Scream 2. Like, the stab (laughs) movie. You know, like, it just, like, leads that further. The Woodsboro murders. Mm Mm-hmm. I just remembered another fun fact about the opening scene that mm-hmm. I want to share. So, um, like, Ghostface is, like, obviously played by, like, stunt performers or whatever. Like, there's, it's not the characters in the movie. But in the opening scene, when um, Casey, like, hits Ghostface with the phone, mm-hmm. that's actually Wes Craven playing really? Ghostface. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, and then, like, later in the movie. That's um, cute. This, like, obviously isn't the opening scene anymore, but um, Ski Ulrich is in the ghost face thing when he's standing behind Randy. Um, oh, like when he's, like, like turn at around, the Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, that's um, fun. And is that also when... Wait, no. Do you remember when, like, he stabs him with the umbrella? No, that's Sydney. That's Sydney. She's okay. hiding in the closet. Is he in the yeah. ghost face? He's, she, he's not in a ghost oh, okay. face. He's just... He's okay, looking for mind. her because it's after they t- she takes yeah. the gun. But I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Say oh, I, what is it? So, in <laughs> in that scene, um, she stabs him with the umbrella, obviously, but she missed his protective <gasps> vest and actually oh stabbed God. him. Ow. I yeah. wonder if they used that take. I, I think did. they did, yeah. Oh, awesome. Now i got to rewatch that part. There's... There's, There's some some th- that the same thing happens in Scream Three. Oh really? In one of the yeah. scenes. Oh god, so I can't wait. And it, they, yeah. you can you can tell when you watch it back. It's like, damn, that's a little real. Yeah, that scream was real. <laughs> oh my god. But did yeah, you, did you happen to do any research on like the whole um, Tumblrization of Billy Loomis in twenty fourteen? Oh no. no, but we can talk about it. I'm down to talk about that. That was just a wild time. Well, I just feel like that was a time. <laughs> Honestly, I have a really funny story because I feel like when I was in high school, I, like, got a lot of my information from Tumblr because, like, Same. Tumblr had so much... Just everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. And, like, kind Especially of, about like, fandoms and stuff. Yeah. And, like, kind of where I get, like, my news... I don't fully get my news from TikTok, but if I need to know some drama, I'll go well, to yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, But I was looking up, like, I think I was trying to, like, research a serial killer. But, yeah, so basically I just, like, looked up a serial killer, like their name in the search thing and then I stumbled onto a Tumblr like romanticizing these serial killers and I was like 14 or 15 at the time so that was like my first time like seeing that people actually do that you know Mm -hmm. and it was like very jarring but it's it's yeah it's bizarre I remember like being on Tumblr at the time and like I would see like just gifs or gifs however you Mm -hmm. say I always said gifs but I know that's wrong (laughs) I know but um, of just, like, Billy Loomis, like, licking the knife and stuff, mm-hmm. and, or, like, licking his fingers. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely it, reblogged that. <laughs> I mean, and it's just, like, what, uh, like, what does that my, say about my aesthetic? <laughs> like, what does that say about our society is what I'm saying, I yeah. guess, is, like, we find that hot. And, like, I mean, I don't know. Well, we talked about this, like, in a recent episode where we were talking about, like, the whole Evan Peters thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it can kind of be, like, I mean, people were, you know, sending news to Ted Bundy and yeah. when he was in prison. So I guess we're just fucked up. I don't know. People will do anything for an attractive white man. Like Yeah, I will say that. I'm <laughs> ski is it Ulrich or Ulrich? Ulrich. Okay, that's what I always say, but I never knew. Um he's hot. 
Oh, yeah. I'll say it. And, like, He's so hot. He is, and that... Billy Loomis is hot. Like, if... <laughs> like, it's funny because he's so greasy. But, yeah. like, if it wasn't Ski or... I mean, if it was... I don't know. But they also cast him because he, like, kind of resembled a young Johnny Depp. Yeah, so, like, he, that's the which, point. He does have that vibe. Yeah, so, no, like, He is such a perfect vibe for that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is, but it's, like... Yeah, because he is greasy. But, I mean, he has that kind of, like... It's just that bad boy mm-hmm. kind of, like... He's so... Like, he is hot. <laughs> and, like, just the but white like, t-shirt. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh my God, he so does big. look hot with a little blood on him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not the first to say that, but I will second. But it's not like I want to date him. <laughs> right. Unless. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, what are your thoughts on Billy Loomis? Hot? Not hot? Uh, <laughs> Putting you on the, on smash the or pass. <laughs> smash or pass Billy Loomis. I mean, young Ski Ulrich is hot. Yeah. Billy Loomis, murderers are not hot. Yeah. Okay. Psychos are not hot. <laughs> Unless. We manipulators? All not <laughs> hot. We all go with you just say? I said manipulators? Oh. Not hot. Mm. Gaslighters? <laughs> yeah. Except for Billy Loomis. <laughs> except, except for Billy Loomis. But. Apologies. No. You know what, though? Like, I feel like I. If I saw, like. I never, like. How do I word this? I would never, like, actively seek out, like, oh, I want to, like, just watch movies with young Ski Ulrich because I think he's hot. It's just, like, when I see Billy Loomis, I'm like, damn, he's hot. It's also funny because he was in The Craft the same year um, with Nev Campbell, and he's just not as cute in that movie. But I think it's because it's his the hair, Barry Loomis effect. Well, I think it's because his hair is shorter too. Yeah, no, he needs that long greasy hair. <laughs> Which Give is me like the grease. The one time I ever want that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I remembered another interesting fact. Um, Do tell. But so, well, this kind of goes into just like my favorite and like least favorite kills because my least favorite kill is the principal. Yeah. Um, because it's just like boring. And just whatever. It's but random. Yeah, it was put in there because there was 30 minutes in the script without um, a kill. And Bob Weinstein urged Kevin Williamson to just, like, put another kill in there. And so he put that in. And then it later served as, like, like a plot device to kind of get the rest of, like, the people at the party at the end of the movie to leave the house when they find the principal's body and it's like oh let's leave and then it's like just the main group so it's just like yeah like it was kind of random but like it does work as like a device to get them yeah to be like oh i gotta see that i love that but part. it's a boring kill mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know just like oh. i would love to like i know that i don't even know if this like exists or if it was thought out or whatever like they maybe for fun but like i would love to know which one did which kills. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, there's YouTube videos. Um, Is it just, like, speculation? Yeah. See, yeah, like, I'm sure that that exists, and it's fun but to, like, I feel like, like you can, out. like, boil it down. Like, with you, who's like... where. I mean, because yeah. obviously when Billy's in jail, who dies when he's in jail? I don't remember. But, um... No one does. No one does? Sydney mm. just gets Oh, the yeah, the call. call. Mm. Damn. Well... Oh, yeah, because she's, like... Or, like, there's, like, like there's it's, oh, when, when Casey gets killed, then Tatum's, like, he was with me, and he was, like, yeah, it was, it was with Tatum. So it was, like, at that point, you know, Billy did that. Um, I thought Stu killed Casey. I don't know. Well, because Randy's, like, 
You but would because wasn't Stu her her ex or like he he liked her or something, but then he was like, No, I was at Tatum's all night and she was like, Yeah, he was or something like that. Or it's swaps. Yeah, I guess. Because also, like, Billy went to Sydney's house after maybe he killed Casey. Right. Because also it was, like, Stu would have been the obvious suspect because I think that they were, like, exes. I don't remember. But, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it would be fun to know, like, who did what. And maybe I'll have to watch a YouTube video on it. Yeah, there's, um, I feel like there's usually, like, one for every movie. Shout out, Dead Meat. No, that's on not. YouTube. That's not dead meat. It's not. No, that one's um Zach Cherry. Oh, well, shout out dead meat and Zach Cherry on YouTube. <laughs> we love them for the kill counts and the who killed who. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. If we just want to talk about like our favorite things in the movie and. I think one of oh, oh no you go first sorry Sophie, one of my favorite things in the movie is um. Randy's scene when he's at the house and he's drinking beer by himself watching Halloween mm-hmm. and he's screaming like mm-hmm. Jamie Lee like look behind you Jamie <laughs> yeah. and then obviously in the it's like the truck par- parallel yeah. but it's 30 seconds behind and they're, they're like, like look behind you kid <laughs> yeah and then Kenny tries to get out of the car and then ghost faces there because of the delay yeah that's an mm-hmm. awesome part yeah well and uh, like literally one of my favorite parts is like right around that like right before that before everybody leaves is just Randy explaining like all the rules and he's like you can't say like you can't have sex and everyone's like ah like throwing things at me like you can't drink and everyone's like cheersing and they're like yeah and then they're like and you can't say I'll be right back and then like Stu's like I'm gonna go get a beer I'll be right back (laughs) yeah I love that part it's just so funny yeah it's so good all all of the like the second act is just it's chef's yes. kiss. Mm-hmm. Anytime, and I'll, like for me, anytime there's a reference or they talk about how to survive a scary movie, I just, it's so fun. Um, Justice for Randy. Literally. Not gone too soon. I love Randy, <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole part. And like, I think Kenny's whole murder and like Gail stepping in his blood and like having to like you know, do the windshield wipers. And, and she, like, so almost fucking runs Sydney down. <laughs> like, she's, she's a little... Driving. I know, Sydney makes Gail She's crash. a little goofy at the end there. I feel like they, you know, Gail kind of, like, lost her marbles a little bit because, like, she was, like, running into things and she, like, hits a tree and then, like, she but has she, a safety on. I mean, only, she's obviously... She only a, hit the tree because Sydney runs out in front of her car. <laughs> and she's like, ah! And then she Fair enough. crashes. Yeah. Yeah, so what's your guys' um, favorite kill? Tatum, probably. I don't want Tatum to die, but I love that whole scene. And I love in Scary Movie when it's like, there's like, she's like, oh, just a cat. And then there's another noise. And she's like, oh, it's just a horse. <laughs> it's like a horse. <laughs> I think about that every time. And like, I just love her with all the beer. And she's like throwing the beer bottles at him. And like, she's dropping things. And it's like freaking. Yeah. She's like, what am I, the beer wench? And then, you know, she's like, don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. It's just, like, such a... Yeah, I just... It's so iconic, and, like, her fitting through... I mean, I know that her... She was able to fit through the door, but they had to, like, make her... Like, they had to, like, fix her body to where it looked Mm -hmm. like she wouldn't. And I just think it's such a... And her outfit, I don't know. Oh, my, that outfit's so good. I just, like... Because Tatum is, like, one of the best characters, and, like, the... I don't know. I just... I love that part. I feel like my favorite kill is just, like, like obviously Casey Becker's kill, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we're talking about other kills, like, I really do like Stu's death. 
<laughs> my mom and, the, and dad are gonna be so that, yeah, just that whole like, scene is so yeah. good and just the tv, oh, and the TV like yeah. and just him screaming like i just i like but that. did he die 100 <laughs> yes. percent. but maybe not i hope not <laughs> well i have some interesting information yeah about scream 3. okay yeah but my favorite is just either like Casey or Tatum. I like, feel like Casey's is like just the mood. most epic. Like I yeah. feel like that is definitely mm-hmm. the most like like it's probably the best, the most. How do I word this? The most well done, I mm-hmm. guess, death. And it's like dragged out longest, and it's like really intense and dramatic. But um, yeah, I feel like all the other ones are still mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else dies. I can name some. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, I can name all of them. So it's just like five men died, two women died. The five men were um, Steve. Stu, Billy, Steve, the principal, and Kenny. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the two women are Tatum and Casey. Oh. And like if you count Sydney's mom, but that doesn't count because no. her death wasn't in the. Yeah. Book. It also, it wasn't Stu and Billy. Yeah, which we find out later. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, which which is on. such a stupid like twist in Scream mm. Three. But Scream yeah, Three is like, a fucking mess. I think mm. yeah, we'll talk about it there. But I think Scream Three is like my least favorite ghost face reveal. Two and three, I just don't like the ghost faces. Well, two, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Two is awful, but I think three is also awful. I think they're both just bad. I think three might be worse than two. It's just so like. Well, I'll get into yeah, this we'll, when we'll I talk about Scream it. Two. I just feel like. It, there's, like, a shift that happens, but, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah, Talia, do you have any last-minute facts about Scream 1 you want to share? Oh, um, just... <laughs> this might be my last one, but, um... So, you know how, like... I feel like Kelsey always asks us, like, why does Ghostface always, like, wipe off the, like, knife? Mm. Um, it's to, like, fix continuity errors. Mm. Um, so, like, it's, like... So, there's never a bloody knife and then a not bloody knife. Yeah, and just also that and, like, I think just, like, so it doesn't, like, I don't know, like, both the ghost faces, like, line, you know what I mean? It's just, like... It's also just, like, a cool thing, I feel like, too. I always thought, yeah, yeah, I never even thought of that. I always thought it was just dramatic effect. He's, like, wiping the blood off as, like, a threatening, menacing thing. Like, I'm ready for the next one. Did you already Mm. talk about that? No. Okay. Yeah, and then just, like, if we want to talk about the, like, Rotten Tomato scores, um, the tomato meter was an 80%, and the audience score was 79%. Which is ridiculous. It should be 100. Yeah. Yeah, for both. (laughs) I feel like, especially with how, like, groundbreaking it was, and everyone was like, what the hell? And the fact that it's, like, led to this franchise. But I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is just, like, just coming around to, like, recognizing horror That's true. That's true. And it changes. So, I mean, like, once Mm -hmm. this Scream 6 comes out, people might go ahead and rewatch or watch Mm -hmm. for the first time and update it. But, yeah, I think we can all agree. Scream is the best Scream. Well... I would say that. It's it, it is objectively the best, but it's not my favorite. And Hot take. I know. I do I know. think it is objectively the best. But, like, though, it sure. is objectively the best. Yeah. And, like, it's done so much, and it's always going to be enjoyable. And I've yeah, seen it, it probably It never gets times. old. It just never It gets is old. funny how you think, like, with a movie with, like, a reveal like that or, like, a plot twist or, you know, whatever, who done it, like... You would think that it'd be like, okay, well, I already know, so it's not as interesting to watch. No. It's like a comfort movie. It's so enjoyable. I love watching with people who've never seen it because... You need to find some You people. know. Yeah. <laughs> never seen it. I, yeah. I feel like so. Annie hasn't seen it. 
Yeah. We could make Annie watch all five. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would not want to do that. But <laughs> we'll make her. <laughs> but yeah. So it's just so it 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 really just paved the way for the next six. <laughs> so um, without further ado, um, Scream Two came out in 1997, which was a year after Scream One. And in my research, I mainly use like IMDb and like some kind of old '90s videos like (laughs) interviews and like behind the scenes things and so um some of the info I found was like different from different sources so who really knows but I'm gonna do my best to be as factual or whatever but um basically Kevin Williamson when he wrote Scream 1 he already had in mind that he wanted to write Scream 2 so we kind of wrote them both at the same time um and they were kind of like waiting to see how Scream did and when it was a huge success, they were like, all right, greenlit. So um, to start off, Scream 2 has the tomato meter gave it an 82% and audience gave it a 57%, which I think is a little harsh. I would not, I I love Scream 2, honestly. I feel like just the, the, the open, like the first kill scene alone, like what do you call it? The open? Best opening yeah, scene. It's just mm-hmm. like in the franchise, it's probably the best. I mean. It is the, yeah, like, the best. Like it just. I mean, it's a, it's another one of those things where the, num- like the first opening scene is objectively the best, but, but two this is, one is the best. It was like, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> and um, so see, there was a lot of pressure obviously for this movie because like from Scream 1, they, like, sequels are always, like, you know, hit or miss, and, like, they really wanted this to be... It's a great sequel. I know. They wanted it to be as good as the... Like, they were trying to make it better than the first, and in a lot of the interviews I was finding, people were saying that they they think it's better than Scream 1, and I think that they were just saying that to promote the movie, and I don't know if that's actually how they felt, but whatever. Um, I do think it's really good, but, um, so, ba- like, there was a... I actually um, wrote down, like... Courtney Cox had an interview about Scream 2, and she was saying that personally she likes the second one better because she likes Gail better in the second one because she thinks that her character is a lot more com- complex and, like, has more of, like... She thinks her character's stronger in the second one, which I would agree with, honestly, because when Gail comes in in the second one, she's, like, boss bitch. Like, I just wrote this book. I have these red highlights. Like, I'm, you know, killing the game. And she thinks that the second one is like funnier which she I guess thinks makes it better um and this one also came out in December and at the time it had the biggest December opening weekend with 33 million dollars just for the opening weekend which is insane um and it also had different um like names I guess like they didn't know what to name it and so they had the idea of scream again Scream louder and scream the sequel. <laughs> and scream then, louder. I don't know what made them decide to do just scream, scream loudest. <laughs> I think it's because they maybe were like, oh, if we want to do a franchise, you can't just count, like keep coming up with scream this and scream that, mm. scream more, um, scream return, <laughs> scream again. Um, so and yeah, like what you were saying. Scream the last time. Sorry, <laughs> scream. I just for the final time. Your last scream. I just final that. scream. I couldn't stop. Um, Sorry. <laughs> there's too many options. But what you were saying about the kind of like where they had to film a bunch of different like gore levels or whatever to see to get the rating, mm-hmm. you know. So they um, 
the, so for Scream 1, they did, like, nine, whatever, how many you said? They had to submit it nine right. times. This the one, they made the movie, like, they initially made it as gory as they possibly wanted to. And so then they put it to the MPAA, which is the Motion Picture Association. That's, like, who mm-hmm. judges the ratings. And they, um, yeah, so they made it, like, as gory as possible in case, like, they had to tone it down because they were, like, it's easier to go down. Mm -hmm. But they passed on the first try with an R rating. (laughs) And so they were, like, okay. And I think it's probably from the first one, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so there was a lot of pressure, especially with the killer. And, like, you guys will obviously talk about, like, we can talk about the killer and our thoughts on it and stuff. But um, they literally, there was, like, a a leak um, when they first wrote the script. And the killer, see, I don't know how accurate this is because I've heard different things. But the main, like, the main thing I was seeing was that the killer was going to be Mickey and Hallie, which is the roommate. Mm -hmm. Which would have made so much sense. But anyways, that got leaked. And so they rewrote the script ending. And they printed the script on, like brown or gray paper i saw different colors or whatever it was like everyone yeah, said i saw things. red too yeah so they printed it on this like hard paper that was like brown or gray so that it was impossible to like copy and scan and stuff and share and only the core cast was given the ending of the movie and so like all of the extra characters like they didn't even know they didn't even know who else was gonna die like and so people would like go around like sarah michelle geller in an interview was talking about how like everyone kept asking like are you gonna die like and she was like you don't know and they're like who's the killer and like they weren't (laughs) allowed to tell anybody because like you know and they were like making bets on like who the killer was that's fun yeah and what a disappointment they all were met with i'm sure (laughs) anyways we'll get yeah that that first killer would have been so good yeah um and that's what I've seen too. Is that Hallie was supposed to be? Yeah, because um, it was initially yeah going to be Mickey, obviously, but um, yeah. And um, what else do I want to say? So one like cute little fact uh, that Sarah Michelle Geller was talking about is that like she's so I guess she was like terrified, like she can't do Gary at all, and um. Buffy? I know, Buffy herself is a little scaredy cat, and so everyone would prank call her, like, throughout the entire run and talk like Ghostface, and she would freak out, and, like, there were times where she'd be, like, crying because people would be calling her, and, um, anyways, I thought that was funny. And David Arquette and Courtney Cox started dating during the making of this movie. They obviously met in the first one, and David Arquette said that he had always like, been in love with Courtney Cox, and he was, like, obsessed with her in the first one, but he, like, like, played it cool, and then in the second one, he, like, finally asked her out. Um, well, you know what's interesting, too, is Wes Craven was one of their biggest supporters of their yeah, relationship. I know, so cute. <laughs> yeah, because then they get married by the third one, right, in real life? Yeah, yeah. at the start of three, they were already married in real And life. then four, aren't they going through a divorce? Yeah. I, think I guess like, so, yeah, because they were married for, like, 10 yeah. or so years. Yeah. Rip. Um, 
And yeah, so this one also, it had, so this is another thing where it's like, the budget was higher for this movie than the first one. Um, and I saw two sources. One said it was $24 million higher, and one said $15 million higher. So one of those, take it or leave it. Um, in the box office, it made $172.4 million. Um, and yeah, I um, wrote about some actors who, like, character switches, like, actor switches or actors that turn it down or actors that were considered. And, like, Reese Witherspoon and Alicia Silverstone, who's share from, you know, yeah. what do you call it? Um, they both turned down Cece, which is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's part. And, like, because it, it wasn't going to be her because she was, like, filming Buffy at the same time. So she'd have to, like, her schedule was super tight. But imagine if that was, like, one of those people that would have been wild. And um, Rebecca Gayhart auditioned for Tatum in Scream, didn't get it, and she then auditioned multiple times for Cece, Hallie, and Maureen, didn't get it. (laughs) And so finally they gave her that little, like, preppy girl, you know, role, but I thought that that was kind of a bummer. Um, Denise Richards was offered a role, but she couldn't because she was in Starship Troopers, and I feel like she just fits the whole Scream Mm -hmm. franchise aesthetic so well. And then... Is she in three? She's in a scary yeah. movie movie. Um, oh, who is she in three? Isn't, isn't she in the... Oh, no, wait. Isn't she in the opening scene for four? I don't actually know. Mm, no. no. It, she know. is in scary movie. She is okay, in scary movie because she I'm was with of. Charlie Sheen. But, um... And then Tobey Maguire was offered to play Mickey, which I feel like would have been oh, wild. Yeah. That would have been so funny. Um... And, yeah, and so, obviously, I mentioned that, like, who the killer was going to be. And then another thing that was changed was that, it was funny, the ending was going to show Ghostface watching down from the campus bell tower, which I feel like that would have been so funny, like, just to know that, like, you know, kind of set up that if they wanted to do a third one that they could, because then it's like, oh, well, now there's going to be a new new Ghostface It's also interesting when Kelsey gets to saying what, like, the initial... Like, what the original thought for Scream 3 was going to be. I like, would love to yeah, know that because that is, I, I, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. That's just interesting, that. like, thinking about that. Yeah. Um, and then I, there's a shit ton of cameos in this one. Matthew Lillard, which I didn't know, he's in Scream 2. And he was, like, happened to be on set that day. And since it's at a college campus, they were filming a scene at a frat party. And so he just is at the frat party. He really? I never noticed that. Um, yeah, when I when I watched it back, I was, like, trying to look for him, and I couldn't find him. But he was there. Um, and Wes Craven is the doctor in the hospital after Sydney is attacked. Um, and his girlfriend at the time is, like, next... She's standing, like, next to the police officer in the scene after Cece's death. And then, obviously, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing, like, they always have a little homage to that. Mm-hmm. And in, in their dorm room at the beginning... Um, Hallie, like, opens the closet door, and there's, like, a green and red or whatever striped Mm. sweater, um, hanging up, and so that's, like, a little, you know, Freddy sweater. Does Wes Craven make a cameo in every movie? Because he, obviously his cameo in the first one is him as, like, the janitor janitor in the Freddy Yeah, he's in three. Yeah, I thought he was. Hmm. So, yeah, he must. He's at the set. I don't know if he's in I guess we'll find out. We'll find out (laughs) next time. Um... And then Selma Blair is the one who's talking to Cece on the phone when she's, you know, um, alone in the 
sorority house and I think that's cute because like they've always been like publicly best friends um and then Kevin Williamson is Cotton's interviewer on TV at the beginning there's like a part where it shows um like a little interview and it's Kevin Williamson and then this is so cute Chief Hartley who's like the main like chief of police in the second one is um Louis Arquette who's David Arquette's dad and I just think that's really cute um David Arquette's brother is in um I don't know where I read that he's in one of the Scream movies too their whole I mean they're siblings like they're such I don't know if it's Nepo Nepo babies but like I mean they're because like Roseanne Arquette Patricia Arquette you know they're Mm -hmm. all like oh my god Patricia Arquette yeah Yeah. they're all they're related true romance yeah Yeah. all the Arquettes there's like five siblings and they're all actors (laughs) and the dad I guess is too so um but yeah so I feel like those are pretty much like a lot of like little fun facts here and there I do feel like this movie is just like because like looking back on it I was like "Eh, it's okay but when I watched it again like I don't know I feel like there's just so many elements to it that make it just it has so much good Mm -hmm. but it it falls short for me in a lot of ways and it's not fun for me to watch Mm. Mm -hmm. I love it I feel like that like is my issue with two and three? Like, there's certain things. I can things... never feel that about three. Well, I'll well, get there. Three is my three least is favorite. So three, entertaining. The reason why I don't like three and part why I don't like two that much is the killers. Like, it just like it's like the movies as a whole. I enjoy. I like them. Like, there's very good scenes. They're interesting, but like just hate the killer reveals yeah i feel like it is interesting though like when i watched it back i was always like billy loomis's mom is such a random cop out and like you never even see her but like she is in it a lot you know because she's like she's like the competitor you know uh journalist yeah. that keeps i do bothering still kind of Cox. feel like that's a cop out but though. here's the thing <laughs> well no that's what i was gonna bring up is that i feel like with two and three the problem that they make is that they they reveal the killer as they reveal who they are whereas with the rest you know the character like at least you're establishing Mm -hmm. who this is and like like you know in four you know the the killers like you you are watching them as the movie you know billy and Stu the whole time and so it's like this random like oh by the way I'm Billy's mom and I have all this crazy motive and now it's coming out at as the scene takes place and then the third I'm your sister brother and this happened to me when I was a kid and it's like if if we knew that at the beginning you know what I mean I think Mickey could have been a good ghost face if he had a different companion yeah, yeah, definitely. He was like, well, if if the companion was someone that we knew, like that, but like I do feel like also I get why they did like Billy's mom because it's shocking because right. she is shown in the movie, yeah, like, and she's, she's the, talking to Gail, right? She's yeah. the first you know? woman ghost face, and it is fun too <laughs> when <laughs> like, what a letdown that I know I'm it is. Kidding. It is fun though too when like Courtney Cox sees her and she's like that's not your real name, is it? Like, what the hell? But, oh my god, you guys. There's just so many good parts of Scream, too. Like, the whole part with the sound studio when Gail and, and, so and Dewey good. are, like, trying to fuck in the um, auditorium. <laughs> they're so good in 2 and 3. Bro. Like, and they're so funny. I know, they're such a cute Do couple. Do you know the scariest scene in Scream 2, though? Hmm. The car. Is when 
Yeah, and then they have to climb over it. Oh my god! The sea ghost face gets in. He crashes, and then it's just that like them having to get out of the car. I still don't understand how Hallie died there. That scene is like insane because it's It's first like it's it's Sydney's because it's like Sydney's um I almost said like protectors. It's like the the cops or whatever they are the agents assigned to Sydney Mm -hmm. to like take care of it they're driving and Ghostface just comes in and kills them both and then like and it's just like such an the whole scene is just so wild and I forgot how like just insane it is and then like when they drive into something the other agent like he's like dead right there and he looks so mangled and so like Sydney and uh is it Hallie yeah yeah they both have to like pass through and like look at him like with a pull through his like head or whatever and like it's just yeah that scene is so legendary and it is annoying when it's like obviously in real life you would pull out the mask and see who it is or like kill Ghostface immediately and then Mm -hmm. of course they run away and then when they come back he's gone but like I don't know I just uh and the whole like fact that you know she's in theater and there's like that kind of like weird like a play within a movie and like there's a scene where every they're doing a greek tragedy and everyone's in the masks and they're like surrounding her and she's like having a panic attack because she keeps seeing a ghost face like that's just so visually cool and then she like freaks out because she keeps seeing like you know a mask in there which like why would you do that to her but anyways (laughs) i feel like they do do a really interesting storyline from one to three about like sydney's trauma and how that Mm -hmm. plays a role in like her life and like other people's lives even though like since the first one they're always like get over it your mom died a year ago like (laughs) that was a little baby i mean what else would we expect from billy (laughs) true but then like in the second one too they're like i mean you're in college like you know, and, and like I feel like it's all your interesting. friends died, like, right? Boo-boo. It's interesting too, like with the whole like fact that you know she has a boyfriend, and so then he's kind of like the red herring. Red herring but it's like, it, like would they do that again? Like, are they really gonna have a boyfriend mm-hmm. be the killer again? And like you know, and then Mickey is kind of like I feel like he's just kind of like the Billy Loomis energy, like he's a freak, <laughs> um, and. Because, yeah, it's, like, when, I don't, what's his name, Derek? Yeah, Derek. When he, yeah, when he, like, when they have, like, an encounter with Ghostface, Derek, like, runs away with him, and, like, he, like, like, slices his arm, and they were, like, wow, what an awkward, like, way to get, like, hurt, like, you know, they didn't hit any major artery or whatever, pretty lucky, and he's, like, bro. (laughs) But, like, and, and just, like, the whole college campus aesthetic is so fun, um, Fun fact, they filmed it at a at a college campus in Georgia, so everyone was hot as fuck, because it was, like, in the summer. <laughs> and, um, and I just love Cece's whole death. Like, that is super suspenseful when she keeps getting the call. And it's so funny at, like, the earlier Scream movies where it's, like, the phones are, like, not how they are today. And so it's, like, she walks outside to call campus security, and it, like, cuts out, so then she has to go back in the house to in order to make the call, and so it's, like, that kind of frustrating, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, when I was watching it with a friend, and she was, like, these movies, like, wouldn't hold up today, like, you know, like, how would they, you know, like, um, like, this would never happen in today's age with our phones, or whatever, I'm, like, just wait for screen five, <laughs> you know, like, they have their ways, mm-hmm. um, because Scream does do a good job of, like, I just, grow, like adapting to No, I just technology. thought of, like, 
a like a way they could do that in Scream Six was just like the subway and like maybe your phone like losing or, like they service, go under like, going in the subway because like New York. I don't know. True. Just thought about that. Well, and the whole but... thing of like hacking nowadays too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I just remembered is crazy that like so Neve Campbell was filming the movie Party of Five, which I've never seen, but it, it was the show. Okay, then the show Party of Five, um, which was going on at the same time as the filming for Scream and literally she was on set for Party of Five all day Monday and Tuesday and then she was filming for Scream 2 Wednesday through Sunday and then she'd have to go home for 15 minutes to shower and that was like her 15 minutes of free time for the week of like the entire filming of Scream. Isn't that crazy? And it's just like wild to think about like how that's, like, what a lot of these actors were going through at the time. And so it's, like, the fact that they're, like, acting their their asses off. Meanwhile, you're, like, wow, they're getting no sleep and they probably hate their lives. But thank God it's, you know, still good. But, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to think of my favorite deaths. I feel like the 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 first, you know, the open scene is, like, obviously the best part of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um I do love Cece's death. I feel like that's... Cece's yeah. death is really good. The worst death is Randy. I always forget yeah. that he fucking dies. Yeah. And it's like a sad time... Because it's like in broad daylight and they're all on the phone with him. And they're like, keep him on. You know what's interesting is like... I've watched like a Who Killed Who for Scream 2. Mm-hmm. And based on like the knowledge we have... The only person that... Um, Miss Loomis killed is Randy. That would make sense. That's I like was the just only thinking. kill she actually was able to get. And it's so funny because it's in fucking broad daylight. And it makes sense too because it's like in the news van and it's like, um, like as, as they have Randy on the phone with Ghostface, it's funny because it's like, um, Gail and Dewey are running around looking for men on the phone and so they're like i love like dewey jumps off of like a fence and like tackles this kid he's on the phone with his mom <laughs> or like girlfriend or something and like they're like tackling all these men and it's like yeah it probably was mrs loomis which mm. they would have never even thought of and that death i i hope that wes and kevin regret that they do. Yeah, they do. They did think about like um, bringing him back for three, but it just wouldn't have made sense. Because like, he was he was like brutalized. They, like, didn't kill him. Yeah. He was very brutalized. But like, he does have a part in Scream Three. He has yeah, a tape. I love yeah. that part. That's like probably my favorite part in Scream Three. <laughs> I just I love the parts where they talk about the movies, like even in Scream Two when they're in class and they're like, okay, you gotta do a sequel right, and like you know they're like it's bigger, it's better, it's like gorier, more kills, you know, and like they go through all the rules, and it's just like so fun, and they're like comparing all these sequels that like sucked. And How hurt. many kills are in two? There's ten. Okay, so it's the same so, in three. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's that many kills in Scream 3. That's interesting. Well, there's also, like, doubles of every character. So. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because like, they're all playing. I forgot about that, yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your guys' favorite kills in Scream 2? I agree with the opening scene in Cece. Yeah, I was but Cece also like out the balcony. I that's guess Hallie would also count, just because I love that whole car scene. Oh my god, it's And so it's good. also, like, Sydney really pays the price, and, like, she blames herself for it, because 
she was like, I have to go end this and check mm. who it is. Yep. And then he's not there, and then yeah. Hallie dies across the street. This movie so. just has some, like, really good scenes. Like, like yeah, I keep... It just does them very well. Like, that. I No, I just keep thinking about the whole sound studio with Dewey and Gail, because I, I also just remembered how when, you know, he's in the sound studio and, and um, uh, he, Ghostface comes and starts stabbing him, um, and he's, like, oh my god, it, he should be dead, like, he's, like, coughing up blood on the window, and Gail's, like, screaming, but it's all silent, and, like, they're, like, their hands are, like, touching through the glass, and, like, he's, like, fucking dead, and then Cotton's there, I forgot that Cotton's, like, a whole the red point, yeah, like, because he, you know, just wants the the uh what is it the interview the big interview with sydney and so and then he's there and so courtney or gail thinks that he killed her and it's just like i don't know i feel like a lot of the visuals and like a lot of the like soul scenes are just really strong and i think like Mm -hmm. overall put together it's not as good as scream one obviously and it's like not the best not the best in the franchise but I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of really strong elements that make this one. And that's the thing good. with Scream is like there's not a bad Scream movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like true. they're all good in their own ways. And two is my least favorite, but like it has so many great elements. Yeah, yeah. it's my heart. But it's okay. I don't I like mean, Scream three very much. But it's still so good, you know. Yeah. I feel like also, like, watchability goes into that. Yeah. Because Scream 3 is just above Scream 2, but it just has a higher watchability. I also, yeah, it's just a little more entertaining. Like, Scream 3 is just a little more entertaining than 2, because 2... 3, honestly, I might be disagree. above 5. Well, I would 3 disagree. is just, like, so camp. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, right. fun, but it's not one that I would, like, pick up. Should I get into it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying... There was another thing I was going to say, but... The th- uh, Scream 2, I do think, is the longest one. Not by much more. I think it's, like, five minutes longer or whatever. Um, it, like, breaks the two-hour mark. But, um, yeah, damn, guys. I would say, I don't know. Scream 3 is fun, but it's no Scream 2. No, I like 2 more than 3. <laughs> like, me and Kelsey constantly fight about that. But, <laughs> yeah. I I can't wait to, like redo a ranking after the new one comes out yeah because also right. with time from because it is hard like when i watched five for the first time i was like this is like one of the best screams i've ever yeah. seen and then when i watched it again i was like this might be my least favorite scream. i do agree with that because i think five dropped mm-hmm. for me so, after like, just watching one two three and four and then five you're like well i think it was just like being so excited for five i mean we it's all know very what the good. best scream movie is though right guys i mean yeah scream four, four. But, yeah. But anyway. Is, <laughs> but that anyway. Our, is that our concluding thoughts on Scream 2? Yeah. Go give it a watch and pretend it's Hallie and not the, uh, Mrs. Nancy Loomis. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to moving Scream right 3. The, the most chaotic Scream movie probably in the entire franchise. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fair to say. <laughs> Definitely. Um... So, a couple things before we start. This has a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 38% audience score, which, like, I feel like is fair in some ways, but also, like, come on, it's a Scream movie. Like, I feel don't... like, yeah, it's definitely still enjoyable. Right. And then, a big thing for this movie was 
it was rewritten so many times. Like, sometimes there would be... There was, like, so many new scripts that, like, on the same day of shooting, there would be, like, a new script. Oh, my God. And so, like, on Scream 3, it's funny because there's that scene and she's like, Roman wrote a new script? Like, how are we supposed to memorize our lines? And that was, like, real because, like, they changed it Mm -hmm. so many times. Mm -hmm. And going back to what me and Polly were talking about, the original Kevin Williamson idea for Scream 3 was Stu Mocker was going to be coaching from prison like, um, oh. like a cult of like like stab fans God to I like wish. to like kill um, all these people, um, and that was like that obviously didn't end up happening. Was wasn't that like partly like due to Columbine and stuff? Well, yeah, that's the thing too. This movie mm. has the least amount of blood of any screen movie mm. because it was like. There was a lot of things about, like, anti-violence and, like, it. the Columbine shootings mm. had just happened. And, mm. like, it was, like, just, like, a lot going on in the making of this movie. And it got pushed back a lot. Because I think it was supposed to be released in 99 and then it released in 2000 or something. Yeah, something. Also, isn't this the only movie that Kevin Williamson didn't write on except for um, five, obviously. Like, five and six. yeah. I'm pretty it's, sure. Yeah, because the wine scenes. <laughs> yeah, and, like, there was another director that got put on, and he was, like, he was, like, going through a lot of stuff from, like, everyone wanting something different, he ended up getting fired. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, like we said, um, Wes Craven is also in this. When they're on the movie set, like, um, it's when there's that um, thing of the two people from Degrassi, what are they uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent they're Bob. They're not from Degrassi. They, were, they West, have a cameo in Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> they're in a cameo talking, and then behind them, it's Wes Craven on a tour, and he's, like, looking around. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, and then another thing is, I feel like this movie has the worst opening kill. I guess we should start there. Oh, I, like, cotton. literally it's, couldn't remember it when you said that. It's extremely <laughs> underwhelming. And it's extremely, like, unrealistic. Because, like, we'll get into this, too, because I know we're talking about technology, but, like... I even... Yeah, I always forget about that whole aspect. The voice changer is, like, just, like... That's just, like, not possible. I also... I mean, we can talk about the opening later if you want to keep Baron, like, going through. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like when you don't know that that's the whole thing, Mm -hmm. and then you open with that, it's like, oh, cool, we get that later. But it's like, you gotta have this like opening makes sense i don't know you know what i mean and like it is kind of scary in the fact of like imagine like because then cotton like it it changes from the ghost face voice to cotton voice right and he's like oh sorry baby i was just playing a joke on you and then she's like freaked the fuck out and he's Mm. like yeah i can't wait to see what your guts look like and so that part is actually like fucking terrifying but like i feel like also you know that it's not him really right and I feel like just it was probably just done to like really shock the audience, especially at like being um, Cotton, you know, like killing. It would have been like, so much more shocking though if we didn't see the parallels. If we with Cotton, thought like, it was Cotton, yeah. yeah, because you know it's not him. And then when he gets there, she's got like a bat or something, and he's yeah. like, "Whoa, what's happening?" And she's like, "You're a little sick game or whatever." And he's like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." And yeah. it's like if he if it just started with that, like her in the shower or whatever, like. 
I don't know. Cycle? And then he, like, comes... <laughs> yeah, he, like, comes home. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. I agree. Um... But anyway, yeah, some other interesting cameos. Carrie Fisher. Mm. Epic, yeah. And then an interesting thing that I didn't realize is, like, there's that whole thing with Maureen, um, Sydney's mom, and she used, we find out in Scream 3 that she used to work in Hollywood (laughs) with the director, and there's some, like, really sus, bad sexual assault stuff from that. And her name is Rena Reynolds, which is based off Carrie Fisher's mom. Mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very um, cute. And then another thing that I just thought was funny is, like, because it just shows, like, how awful the casting was and, like, not the casting, but, like, the making of the movie was just, like, chaotic. They hired Patrick Dempsey, who plays the detective, oh, yeah. oh, one day before filming. No way. <laughs> one day. Did they, like, <laughs> do you know if they, like, had another actor that dropped or something? Or did they, like just not ever cast that character like why did they do it so last minute i think because they wanted to add another red herring so they needed Mm. like an actual person to play that role instead of just like oh it's a cop in the background kind of thing but it's funny you mentioned how chaotic sydney's life was for filming scream 2 because in scream 3 she was only on set for 20 days Oh wow! Like she's barely she's not well, really she's in not really movie in it that yeah. much because also like it's mainly Dewey and up, Gail's movie honestly. Mm. Well, right? Because like you open up the movie and she's like isolated because she's terrified. Like mm-hmm. there's scenes where it's like her dad's like it's like you don't exist and she's like right yeah because she's in that like little yeah. cute cabin. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna um, say even when she is in it for like the first half, she's not with anyone. Like, right. Um. Another idea, I know I mentioned Kevin Williamson's idea was Stu from prison coaching people, but another script, which I think it got leaked to, is Angelina was supposed to be one of the killers alongside someone else, and she plays Sydney in the Stab movies. Mm. And she was, it was supposed to be that Angelina went to their high school in Scream 1, and she was, like, obsessed with, like, the killings and, like, this whole thing. Because she was, like, a major red herring... Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, we were also watching, we were watching the Dead Meat video last night too, and um, shout out Dead Meat. (laughs) And it's weird because when you think about Harvey and his brother, the Weinstein brothers were on this movie, and a lot of this movie is about like Mm -hmm. calling out rapists and calling out about like the bad things men do in this business. And it's like... Did he do that to, like, exonerate himself, feel like he's doing something? Or did he feel like, you know, what I do is different? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's like ironic. Right, it's it's like a weird element. Because, like, it seems like the Weinstein brothers usually have a lot to say about what goes on in the movie. So Mm -hmm. it's like, why you didn't have anything to say about that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's so... It's just, like, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck them. Um... So, my favorite line from this movie is the reveal, actually, when he takes off his mask and he goes, Roman Bridger, director, brother. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> and oh, my God. It's, it's just iconic. On his birthday, too. <laughs> a little happy birthday, Roman. Which also is weird, because it's like, we find out they change it in the thing where they're like, Roman's like, yeah, I killed your, like, our mother, Sydney. <sighs> yeah. Because Roman is the baby of John Milton, the director of the whole, like, yeah. production company. Mm-hmm. And Ma- 
like Rena Reynolds, Maureen's kid. Mm-hmm. And but it's weird because in Scream One we found out Maureen was R word and murdered, yeah. and it's like. So and we were supposed to believe that that was Billy, yes. right? Yeah. So it's like her own son r-worded her and then murdered her that's just got to be a plot hole i mean like i feel like there's no other way to like unless i mean roman is a freak but like right but it i feel like it's just like a they Mm -hmm. just didn't even they just disregarded everything we knew from scream one i do remember i like because when all the scream movies or when the scream movie came out last year i was listening to a bunch of podcasts and i remember people saying that like kevin williamson doesn't really like this movie because like he wasn't on it but like there's just so many plot holes and continuity errors, like, like certain things of like, this character being here and like there and just like stuff like that. And I feel like that is like, just a plot hole that they didn't really think through, or it's like they just want us. To, what's the word like retconning? Well, I think like when they change it, like. Well, I also feel like if you're writing a new script every goddamn day, like yeah. because you're so worried about having this reveal, you know, leaked. I mean, it makes sense that they'd miss miss out on some info and like fuck some things up just because it's like, you know, I mean, right? You, like, you can't write a new like five. How many scripts did you say they had? It was a lot, but I think part of the reason they had to change it so much was continuity errors. Right, so mm. I just feel like it, it makes sense that they'd have, like, some like error yeah. happening in that because it's, like, impossible to be able to do that many changes and, like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and they probably had a lot of quotas to me and, like, all this other shit going on. Yeah. And they probably had, like, a deadline... And the fact that they, like, hired Patrick Dempsey a day before filming. Like, you know, right. like, it's just, like, they probably were, like, rushing for a lot of things. God, he's so cute. <laughs> I um, love Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> he's so annoying in that My movie, mom. Though. He is. Patrick he, Dempsey. He's just, when I watched it, I never thought he was, like, attractive. Because, like, he's always, like, I don't know, he's, like, an old man. And I've always, like, seen him be, like, a dad figure when I'm, like, a kid. But, like, watching him in that, I was, like... Whew. It's also funny because that's that like quat. who Sydney possibly married. We mm-hmm. find out, you know, because when she's on the phone, she's like, "How are you and Mark?" Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God, I, I wish I, I kind of hate his character. Yes. Yeah. Well, so yeah, annoying. but like he's hot though. Like not the character. It's, yeah. He's a key. I mean, yeah, he's attractive. But Anyways. anyway, <laughs> agree to disagree. Sidebar. He's no Billy Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> if he was the killer, he would be hot kidding it's <laughs> uh, like you had a point there <laughs> covered him <in> <laughs> just kidding he had the white tee the greasy hair if his hair was a little more greasy um, I'm, I'm serious <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry go ahead chaotic I wanted to bring up some just like like objective things that I think um objective like things I think they're not facts so like First of all, right. Parker Posey and Icon. Courtney Cox carried this movie. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that is um, objective. That is objective yeah. and, Parker Posey's my favorite character, like the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And also, what I was going to say earlier is, do you know who suggested Courtney Cox cut her bangs like that? Oh right, I forgot about. We didn't even mention the bangs. Who? David Arquette. <laughs> it was his Why? idea. Why? You're supposed to be getting married. <laughs> Oh my Maybe that's god! Why they got 
Well, they That's, no, they got. They she's got, like, you did me dirty. They got married like two weeks before they started filming. That's so they cute. Were, you know, she had those bangs for that. No, she probably cut them after. <laughs> Dude, and her outfits too awful. There's an there's an uh, part where I almost said an episode. I don't think there's I could scene, ever hate a Gail outfit. There's a scene where she's dressed as mustard and ketchup. She's got this oh, like neon yellow suit. <laughs> I think it's like a neon yellow suit and like red like bright red pants and mixed with I the literally bangs do that all the time. <laughs> but not like no talia no like red and yellow can go together but they who dewey did her dirty <laughs> david arquette did her dirty she looks <laughs> awful in that movie i'm sorry she's beautiful and i love courtney cox but like damn those bangs are just uh, atrocious i want to be gail for halloween are you gonna cut your bangs like that no <laughs> You, you you can just get like a wig. Just for and she wears like so cute. Oh, I mean, not in Scream Three. <laughs> but anyways, get like the red highlights. That's a still oh, bad look. I love in Scream Two. There is actually a moment I didn't write the quote down, but like Dewey, maybe I wrote it. Dewey like makes this um like comment about her highlights. Like when they first see each other, you know, they always like start off where they hate each other. Remember? He's like, oh, by the way, nice highlights, and she's like, oh. and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's the funny thing, too, is they're not together at the beginning of Scream 3, mm-hmm. and then they get engaged at the end of Scream 3, but it's like they, they do were that married. Like, but they, like, freshly broke up, right? Like, right before, like, well, they broke Scream up. Scream 3. They broke up at the end of 2 because she wanted to get out of, like, a small town, and she moved to Hollywood. And in the first so, one, or in the second one, at the beginning, they don't like each other because he read her book, and she calls him, like, um... Like, you know, he was unprofessional or whatever, unequipped for the job, and he yeah. gets all butthurt, and then, yeah, then they get together, but then... So, are they They're only, together like, in four. I was gonna say, is that the yeah. only movie they're, like, together and kind of Right, because then in five, they're not. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll talk about five. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Um, that's crazy, though. Damn, David Arquette, you really <laughs> entered there, damn. The last, like, fact I have before we can bring up, like, scenes and kills mm-hmm. and... Stuff um, is, you know how Talia mentioned in one, Sydney missed Billy's vest and actually stabbed him with the umbrella? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at the end scene, when Sydney's hiding after she gets shot, but she also has a bulletproof vest on. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> There's, like, a scene where she, I'm sorry, real quick about that, she jumps over the bar at one point, and her, she's wearing a fucking, like, crop top, and you see her whole stomach, and then the next scene, she's like, oh, yeah bulletproof vest and it's like the biggest <laughs> vest i've ever seen and i'm like okay but anyways, yeah sure sure i just i just remembered that yeah but so when she she like she's hiding from roman he's looking for her and she gets an ice pick and mm. she stabs him but she misses his protective vest so he screams because she actually stabs him oh with an God. ice pick and his like go back and watch his yeah, scream I'm is actually like guttural kind of yeah <laughs> like Jesus it, Christ. you could tell it hurt yeah but or is it just good acting I'm just kidding <laughs> wow yeah do you think Roman is um like a little homage to Roman Polanski since he's like a really big film director. I don't know. I mean, we don't like Roman Polanski, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. he's a... I think he also was had a lot of sexual assault charges, but... Um, or allegations. But, um... I, I was just why I that. thought you were saying Ray 
um, from Girls, because his oh. name sounds like Plonsky. What's his last name in Girls? Plushonsky or something. Oh, uh, Isn't his name Ray? Ray I don't know. Plush, it's like Ray Plushonsky oh, or something. No, I just meant Roman Plonsky. He's just like a girls. really famous, like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. you know, director. Um, but anyways, who knows? <laughs> we'll never know. So, some important scenes that I feel like are really, like, good in this movie, at least to me, are first, the scariest to me, is when we're on set at Sydney's house, and she's, like, literally where, like, so much stuff has happened to her, mm. and she's, like, mm. being chased by Ghostface, like, in the actual house mm-hmm. where she's been chased, and, like, then she's, she also has those weird, like, ghost mom, like, things going <laughs> oh on, God, like, yeah, all her trauma is really, like, bubbling up to the surface, and I don't know, Ghost Maureen scares the fuck out of me, <laughs> and it did when I was younger, too. Um, and also, I love the scene when we're all in that mansion. Oh, yeah, it's and, such, like, a clue. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, one of the actors, like, it's, like, a note that, like, Ghostface faxed or something. Oh, and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. About the, like, like, bon- like the... Is yeah. it bomb, right? Or well, it's like they like all leave, and it was like it revealed. They're like, we want to see. Yeah. I want to see the end. <laughs> like, how does it end? And decides to um because he doesn't have a flashlight that they just right. used. He lights it and then yeah, flames. And it's because it's like another rewrite, <laughs> but it's yeah. like who Ghostface is, is going to kill next? Because he's killing people in the in the sequence that they die in the in, in the moon script and yeah. stab. Did but they're like, what cute. script? That's is so it? meta. That mansion that they film at, isn't that... It's not Buffy, right? Don't, they filmed something there that was, like, really... Um, the the remember? Romans Romans mansion at the end oh. is where they filmed Halloween H20. Oh, okay, that's mm. what it was. Um, when you were saying about, like, her being chased in her childhood house, like, the set... I just love that part where she goes through a room and it's, like, a doorway and she's, like, <laughs> running and it's just, like, there's no floor and... So she, like, grabs the side of the, like, door hinge and, like, like swings down. And then she, like, ends up, like, moving to the side and ghost face, like, falls. <laughs> it's just, like, it is very, like, visually cool at that point. And then, mm-hmm. like, super unsafe, by the way, that it's just built like that and, like, people can just roam around. But anyways, um, then Dewey gets her, of course, because Dewey always saves the day. But, yeah, Dewey and Gail are, like, tag team in this one. Um, and uh, Parker Posey, icon... Um, three cares. I feel like her death is pretty cool. I'm trying to think of my favorite death. I feel like Candy's is fun. Is that her name, Candy? Yeah, when she's when um, she's like on the phone and like she like breaks the she breaks the um trophy and so then she tapes the head back on. So then Roman's like, he's after me. Like, look what he did to my trophy or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. And then she's like, she's in the room. Why do I have to sign the shower? Like, can I like, you know, <laughs> like why do I have to be naked? And then like, I don't know. And then she's yeah in the room with all the ghost faces. Yeah. It's just a cool part. And the ghost face like steps down. Yeah, and I think the one with Parker Posey is cool too because it's like when they're in the she's in the weird little like crawl spaces of the house and like there's the two-way mirror and Dewey and Gail hear her screaming and Ghostface is right there and Dewey just starts shooting the mirror like one glass frame at a time until he gets to hers and she's already been killed yeah I feel like that's a cool part that was Mm -hmm. the biggest letdown of all time because I just loved her in that movie imagine if Gail ended up dying and then Parker Posey just like becomes the like the Gail and the rest of the franchise (laughs) that would have been crazy um 
too. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool, like, there are a lot of fun things about it, too. Um, and, oh, there's another thing. I don't remember. But, yeah, also, like, that scene with the print, like, the faxing script is a cool part. Um, it's crazy, because, like, I forgot this happened until I was watching recaps and stuff last night. Um, when Angelina is, like, she's, like, I don't trust you. Like, she's trying to run away, because she, like someone's fucking dead and she's like i didn't suck that like fucking old ass john milton's oh, dick yeah. to get a role in this movie to just die right. and like she runs off and obviously dies um but it's just like oh my god mm-hmm. so i feel like something we got to touch on is the voice changing aspect because we mentioned yeah. it i feel like it's just so outlandish mm-hmm. um i do think that the cotton kit like the cotton scene could have been done better um it's also like i mean it's a movie so like it's okay if it doesn't actually make sense like or if it's not a real thing right in 2000 like but like nothing like that was invented but like that's okay but like yeah it's a movie um anything and like but i feel like there are parts where it's like really interesting where it works and then parts where it's like okay this is like pushing a little bit like um I, i feel like the part where Gail is getting chased by Ghostface, and then they fall down the the basement stairs together, and he's knocked out. But then Gail like doesn't like she's locked out of the basement or whatever, or she she like just doesn't want to I don't know go past him, and so then she calls Dewey, and then he's like right outside the basement door, and she's like Dewey, he's right here, he's knocked out, like come get me, and he's like how do I know you're not the killer? Like, and, like, it's just so funny at that part. And, like, she's like, Joey, come on, right now. Like, I'm about to die because of you. And then, like, finally he does go down and help her. But, like, no, what happens is he opens the door and Roman chucks a knife at Dewey and the head of the knife oh, hits him. Yeah, and then yeah. Dewey falls down the stairs right, and passes right. out. Because that's Classic. how they both get tied up when Sydney gets Classic. there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Is awesome. Three, three is like their peak goofiness. Like they yeah, are definitely is like unhinged <laughs> because of the whole like the whole double cast is like all comedic pretty much. Like the mm-hmm. guy playing Dewey, like Gail's like really like this is like that's a laugh, you know. Like your actor wasn't like David Schwimmer. Was that in two or three where they talk about how David Schwimmer was in one of the movies? And I just think that's funny because like Friends. I like, think uh well, I know that they have some Friends references in two. Like, there's a part where they talk about Courtney Cox nudes being leaked or something. And she's like, no, that was... that Or, like, Gail's nudes being leaked or something. And she was like, no, that was my face on Jennifer Aniston's body or whatever <laughs> like that. Um, That's funny. But I don't know about David Schwimmer. Probably. Mm-hmm. Which is cute. Um, I do like the whole, like mansion it's kind of fun but it's it is a little it's campy but at some points for me it gets a little too corny like it it because it, I feel like with like one and two and four it's like there's like you know there's this kind of like meta verse where it's like goofy and they like reference things and there you know there's comedy but then it still has its suspenseful moments and for me three doesn't really have much of that like it's a little more just on the goofy side Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think partly is because you said that it wasn't as gory because of all that stuff going on at the time. Um, and so it's more of like a cat and mouse whodunit, like, you know, clue type 
feel instead of the kind of like slasher. Mm-hmm. And Roman. And this one, it's just Roman, right? Like, this is just a single yeah, ghost face. The this first is the only, one. Yeah, the solo. The only one mm-hmm. with one. Which is crazy because 10 kills happen and there's only he one ghost around. face. Yeah. Like, that's all. But also, Roman isn't in the movie that much. So that see, that's is also another, plausible. Well, see, that's another thing that, like, annoys me about 2 and 3's thing is, like, yeah, you don't really even care. Like, you don't know anything about this character. And then but all you of see a, sudden, a lot more of him than Mrs. Loomis, which is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, like, yeah. But I do just feel like those two have that kind of, like, oh, by the way, I'm your brother. By the <laughs> way, I'm Billy Loomis's mom. And it's like, okay. <laughs> also, it's crazy because, like, Roman like pretends like he got murdered, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, and Gail he, his, finds him because he has the special effects in the basement. Yeah. yeah, Gail finds him and she's like, "Oh my god, like Roman's dead!" And it's like, oh and then god. yeah, Parker Posey was just like hiding right there the whole time, and she like checks his pulse and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny in that final scene though too. It's like everyone that tries to do anything except Sydney fails miserably. Like, every time the detective gets up off the ground, like, he's knocked back down. I feel like Sydney is, like, the only, like, character grounded in reality in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. she's the only one that, like, is serious, you now know? Now I want to go watch all the Scream movies. Dude, they're so do good. It. Let's do it. No, I literally, like, my friend and I, we just watched Scream 2 through 5 in one sitting, and honestly, it was, like, the f- quickest, easiest marathon I've ever done. Like, we were, like, we were, like, you know what? I just didn't want to watch them last night. Yeah, like, we would, one would end, and you'd think, like, oh, we need a break or whatever. We were, like, we don't, I mean, that didn't even feel like, you know, we we needed, you just gotta keep going. Like, there's, you don't need to stop. Like, it's just so good. And, um, yeah, and I will say, the... The Randy tape in the third one is really nice, and yeah. I, I just love it's that whole part. It's so sad because he's like, "If you see in this, then it means I I didn't make." Oh my god! Oh, it's so fucking scared. What? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Well, the fire alarm works, and we didn't burn the house down. It was my candle. Okay, <laughs> don't tell my landlord. You're not allowed to light candles. Uh, no, we can, but, like, there. I know that that's just, like, a common lease thing where there are, like, no candles. My yeah. landlord said nothing about that, but... But anyway, Maybe he Randy. might now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Randy made a whole video if he were to die because he's just that, you know, far-thinking. That meta. <laughs> right. So he planned ahead... And I just love that whole, like, little video. It's, like, honestly emotional. Like, I watched it, I was like, oh, Randy. Because he's, like... And he's talking about how trilogies are, like, the the most complex because with, like, a, a sequel, there's a lot of, like, tropes that come from the original. Mm-hmm. But with a trilogy, uh, I, like, wrote a quote down. He just says, like, all bets are off because, like, anything can happen in a trilogy and there's no, like... He's like, the rules are that there's no rules. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it kind of like, that's another reason I think, like, it's smart on their part to do that so that it's like, that they don't have to explain why anything happens Mm -hmm. and it can be as chaotic as it is. Also, doesn't he say, like, it always goes back to the original? Or is Mm -hmm. that too? Um, No, I think the trilogy ones, it always goes back to the original. Yeah. Makes sense because he's her brother. (laughs) Right. Rest in peace. (laughs) R.I.P. 
Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense if they brought him back. Cause he was D-E-A-D dead. Dead. Yeah, he was... So. Miss Loomis he was like brutalized him. <laughs> she, she stabbed him so many times in that van. Um... A brutal kill. Brutal. Anytime there's a kill done in broad daylight, it's like, damn. Like, in Scream 5. Really? That's a good kill, too. That's a good one, yeah. I'm so excited for <laughs> Scream 6. <laughs> I'm scared. I know, but I'm but Yeah, catch us. We're going to do another episode of 436, which I feel like is, like, the newer generation. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, from Scream 3 to Scream 4, there was an 11-year... Um, mm-hmm. Because everyone thought, like, even there's a clip of Sydney saying, like, yeah, this is the last one. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, everyone thought, like, no way we make, like, more of these. And I'm intrigued And then after to... four, like, no way they were going to make five, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see, too, like, from the research what we find, um, like, why they decided to bring mm-hmm. it back after ten years, you know? Um, and then, yeah, Scream six um we're just trying to get new spoilers and we're gonna see it this weekend hopefully and then we'll be coming out with that episode a little bit after Mm -hmm. you know this next movie comes out and yeah i do feel like i feel like four still fits the kind of like energy of the first three and then five there's just such a dramatic change well, um, five is like the much, start of a new trilogy yeah Yeah. it's just much more serious and different but we'll get into that Um, it, yeah, it's not as campy, there's, you know, not as goofy. Um, oh my god, I Scream forgot to... Scream 4 is, like, a kind of, like, a standalone. I need to watch Scream 4 right now. No, we need so to watch good. 2 so good. 4. So good. I want to watch yeah, you need the to first watch... one, but I know Kelsey doesn't want to rewatch it again. So. I mean, yeah. I will. Can we start? Can we start a rewatch tonight? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, we gotta go. <laughs> well, but, cute. Yeah, I'm really hoping we don't get spoiled i haven't every time i see like a tiktok about scream i just scroll yeah um, hopefully i don't really i'm not on scream talk so i mean i haven't seen twitter many, but, like, but i've been good <laughs> so i'm just gonna like after wednesday because that's also when survivor comes out i'm gonna <laughs> not go on twitter until we see it yeah that might be especially because like <laughs> opening weekend yeah that first episode of Survivor, though, is crazy. If we got any Survivor fans. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Cute. But, yeah. Um, we love this fun trolling. Thank you guys for listening. And I'm sorry we haven't been super active, but we've just been trying to get through it. And only, you know, we don't want to, like, hate our podcast. So we're, we're going with the flow, you know? It's also, like... March, where I feel like every year for me, at least, March is just is where things get so chaotic and hectic and like it really is much madness and so i feel like it's like hard to you know being an adult is hard like planning adulting is hard (laughs) um no but just like planning like around work and stuff like that um but we just have to do the scream Mm -hmm. franchise obviously because you can't not um Gotta get pumped for the new movie. I know, we're so excited. So, we'll definitely be updating you guys within the next couple weeks. I think my favorite fact I learned from this entire thing is that Scream 2 is going to be called Scream Again. (laughs) Yeah, or Scream Louder. (laughs) Or Scream Louder. I think that's my favorite fact I learned. It is pretty cool. (laughs) 
Scream again. If, if it was scary movie, scarier movie. It's scarier movie. <laughs> See, like, imagine scariest. if they did... Scariest movie. Imagine if they Least did, scary, like... <laughs> if they did do Scream again, then, like, what would they have done for Scream 3? Like, they would have fucked no themselves idea. over, like, they would have... Because then I feel like it would have branched out and not have been, like, Scream anymore. It kind of would have been, like, how Halloween is going to have to deal with the fact that it was Halloween ends. Like... Yeah. <laughs> right now, it's, like... Well, they could do Halloween Reborn. Well, also Halloween you know had like yeah. Season of the Witch, Curse of Michael Myers, the Return of Michael Myers. Right, it's not all just yeah. Halloween. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it wouldn't just be Scream after that. Like, I feel yeah. like it would kind of mold into something, and then, and like with Scream Five, it's not like considered Scream Five. It's just Scream, Scream. which, which is I don't weird. really like. How dare they just try and take it away? And Scream Six is. Scream B.I. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Roman name rules. Roman Polanski. Roman, what's his last name? Ray Plachansky. Plachansky? What is his name in girls? Sorry. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> what is his uh, name? One of, one of those sounds, right? Oh, Ray. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we're we're just talking Random. nonsense now. Um, Ray so, yeah. Plachansky. Mm. Cool. Sorry, guys. For all of yours, I know they were on the edge of their seats with that one. What is Shosh's last name? Shoshana. Shoshana Bean? No. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll see. We'll catch you next time on an episode of. (laughs) Because you just tried to take my thunder. Catch you next time on an episode of. Views from Michael's Michael's window. window.